Hello and welcome to another episode of Tales of a Tour Guide. My name is Tim and this week's episode is entitled The Hour of Power Turns Sour. Yes, that's right. This week we are back in Krakow for another story courtesy of the Hour of Power part of the Krakow pub crawl. And we're not just going round two on Krakow, we're also going round two on the same group that caused the One Night in Venice podcast. Yes, they decided in Krakow that they would go one further and really just up their game for Eastern Europe. And they brought about this night of complete and utter peril. You see, everything started pretty well. We were going to do a Krakow pub crawl. But they really wanted to commit. They were so determined to commit. They were willing to pay for their commitment. You see, I was on this trip on Sober October. I was doing a month of no drinking for charity. But they desperately wanted no excuses from me. And they wanted me to drink too with them. So they actually paid for me to get this golden ticket so I would go out drinking. And I thought, sure, why not? bit of fun. I'm sure they've got the worst of their drinking behind them, and I was talking absolute shit because I could not have been more wrong. My god. Anyway. The Krakow pub crawl, yes, it took many, many victims this night, and it started like any other. The hour of power. Free drinks. One hour. They went completely, utterly chaotic, got gazeboed, flambéed, and absolutely splintered. I'm making terms up. Yep. And we get to the second bar. So by this point, we're not at like second bar pub crawl level of drunk. We are at second level of hell drunk. They are screaming in the streets. I mean, it's it's only just past dinner time. Like people are having, you know, little old people are having dessert, eating their dessert pierogi in Poland. And, you know, 35 Australians are screaming their head off. So we get to the second bar and I line up, I get my drink and I turn around. So this is one of, still one of my first few drinks of the night. I'm still sort of easing myself in and it was to be my last. I took one sip of this drink and then I see before me Brit. Brit is one of my passengers and she is passed out on top of a random Polish guy at a table. Like just sort of like slumped over him with a little bit of dribble coming out of her mouth and just lightly dripping onto his lapel so he's scared and worried wondering who this strange australian psycho is that is dribbling on him passed out and i see i was like right well um yeah so we're just in the second bar and it's time to take someone home this bodes very well for my night so i get brit and i'm like come on brit like time for you to go she's like oh, no i don't want to go i'm like i think you should really should go she's like okay i'll go Brilliant. So I get Brit, off we trot. So it's not actually a far walk to the hostel at this point. So getting her back, not really a big deal. So I walk her back, it's like under five minutes. But the only problem with this hostel that we were staying at is it was on the top floor, just off the main square. So it was four to five, I think five flights of stairs up. Ridiculous. No elevator, because, you know, Poland. So we, we go up, I love Poland, I'm sorry. We go up, I jump her off at the hostel. I was like, cool. So I think you should just chill out here, uh, go to bed. She's like, no. I was like, no, I really think. She's like, I'm not staying here. She's like, what? She's like, no, no, I'm not staying here. I, I actually booked somewhere else. Oh, like, seriously? I mean, like, it's not too big a deal. You're allowed to. If you don't want to have the free accommodation you've already paid for, go and pay extra, which they did. 
uh, her and a couple of friends, and I was like, okay, so what do you want to do? She's like, oh, I just kind of need to go to the toilet. I was like, well, go to the toilet, go do that. She goes, but she's seeming like pretty sober at this point, and I just figure, ah, she's like an hour and a half in, she's probably just hit the wall really early, and now she's going to mellow out, and it'll all be good. Oh, I was like, she wanted to go back out, I was like, okay, Brit, fine, let's go, come on. So I take her down, five flights down, and then we walk back to the same bar. So we're gone for like 15 minutes. Well, what a 15 minutes that entailed for the rest of the group. See, I walk back and as I walk up to the bar, I sort of push Brit off towards going into the club and I see on the street just outside Ali. Ali is passed out completely on the side of the road uh, and she's being looked after by Kate. And so I'm like, right, Ali, what the hell is that? Like, Ali is the loveliest, quietest, unassuming girl who actually didn't even want to go on the pub crawl, but we kind of convinced her to be like, oh, it'll be a bit of fun, don't worry, just come and hang out, have a night dance, and you don't even need to drink that much. Well, she did drink that much, so much that she ended up completely spread-eagled on the side of the street. Uh, and so her friend's looking after her, uh, Kate's there looking after her, I was like, okay, well, this, this needs to be taken home whatever is left of this creature so we take her uh, Kate and I and we walk her back to the hostel and guess what I go up five flights of stairs again so we get her back and she's not in a good way so we go straight to the bathroom and she starts chucking up her guts and I leave her there with Kate and she's pretty happy she's like yeah don't worry about it Tim go out go out you'll be fine I'm sure they need you more which was very true so I leave Ali there having a good old vomit into the toilet, but under control, just drunk. Anyway, so I go back out and I'm walking across the main square in sight of the bar and then coming towards me are two passengers. Nice, nice guy taking back Tanya. So Tanya is, again, completely destroyed, just like well, everyone else in this entire group. Okay, we're, we're still under two hours into a pub crawl, people under two hours, and she's like being dragged across the main square, singing and making a complete fool of herself, and she's being taken back, and so I go up to him, I'm like, uh, do you want me to, do you want me to help there, he's like, no, 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 don't worry about it, don't worry about it, I got this, I'm sure there's others that need you, yeah, running theme, they all knew, they all knew that this was just going to keep getting worse, I was like, all right, well, I'll probably see you soon, I'll be back at the hostel, so I go back to the club, anyway, I walk in, and I'm like, okay, back to my drink. I see my drink. It's on the table. A couple of the guys are looking after it. I walk up to it and as I'm approaching my drink, I get a tap on the shoulder. And it's the guy from the pub crawl who's running the pub crawl. He's like, Tim. I was like, yes. Hello. What now? Well, Tim, one of your passengers is about to get pepper sprayed. So you might want to go outside. Like what? Pep? What? Turns out she's decided to pick a fight with the freaking bouncer. This enormous Polish skinhead, who is the bouncer of this club, is being picked on by frail little Australian girl, who is not just any frail little Australian girl. She is known as, on this podcast, Miss Faceplant, because she's the one that completely destroyed her face in Venice when she was so drunk she didn't put her hands out. If you haven't heard that story, go check out One Night in Venice. But she's there, and I see her face-to-face with this enormous bouncer, screaming at him. And there is that voice in my head, and it's like, Tim... Oh, Tim, you so want to see her get pepper sprayed, don't you? I'm like, yes. Yes, voice in my head, I do. If anyone in the world needs to get pepper sprayed right now, it's her. But then that other voice was like, Tim, come on now. 
do you really want to fill out that paperwork for that pepper spray? And I was like, nah, don't, don't want to have to deal with that. All right, all right, all right, voice, you win. So I go and I get her, I'm like, come on. I drag her away from the massive Polish bouncer. I'm like, okay, come on, Miss Faceplant, let's take you back. You are done. She is, again, utterly hammered. So I take her back to the hostel. Just a five minute walk across the square and down one of the little roads. And again, I go up five flights of stairs. And I take her to her room. I tuck her in bed. And I'm like, okay, this isn't good. As I look around the hostel, I have one that I've just tucked into bed completely hammered. Two of them, both Tanya and Ali, are vomiting into the toilet. I was like, oh, this is still early. We're still under. I think we're just about the two hour mark into the pub crawl at this point. I was like, oh, okay, this isn't, this isn't good. Anyway, I'm like, this, this isn't going to be the last. The two girls vomiting into the toilet, they're being looked after. Good old Miss Faceplant passed out in bed. She'll be fine. I go back out. I know there's going to be more. And sure enough, there is more. I get back. And as I get back, we're moving bars. We're going to the next pub on the pub crawl slash club crawl so we're walking off we get to the next one and i literally walk in and then i get a tap on the shoulder i get like what is this guy's deal all he did all night is just tap me on the shoulder let the people drink but he taps me on the shoulder tim uh so one of your girls has passed out again go out the front guess what brit's done she's done number two she's picked another random polish guy to dribble on the lapel of so there she is, past slumped over this guy. I'm like, get up. Like, All right, come on. Come on, Brit. Time to take you back. So I get her up and off we go. And I know this time she's not staying at the hostel. I've got this one covered. So she's staying quite nearby. Again, about five minute walk. It's only a couple of streets away from the hostel. So I'm like, okay. And I take her back. And guess what? We get there. I'm like, so this is the place? She's like, yep, this is the place. Cool. So go on in. Oh, I don't have the key. Seriously, like, what? You don't have the key to the... No, 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 no. My my friend's got it. I said, seriously. Where's she? Oh, she's still at the club. She's at the club. Brilliant. Right. So we're going to have to go back out now, aren't we? Yeah, I don't know. I'll take that as a yes. Well, I try calling her friend. Of course, she's not answering because she's in a club who's checking their phone. So we take it back out. So Brit's coming out again so for the third time she's going out to go drinking so i take her only this time i'm like holding her i get her friend i'm like you with the key her back now gone so they're off they're back to their place where they're staying completely separate from everyone else well at this point i'm thinking is it is it worth hanging out more or maybe tim maybe you should call it maybe those just like a couple of drinks you had is all you're going to get tonight. Maybe you should just call it and go home. So I do. Well, I go off to bed. I sneak off. Oh, the carnage that occurs. So there's this guy, Lewis, who's been taken home. He happened to be getting drunk and being taken home by other people in between my shuttles. Well, great videos actually were taken of him trying to get up five flights of stairs because he's not a small bloke. He had about six people trying to carry him whilst he was trying to grab fire extinguishers off walls and run away. Anyway, he got back to the hostel 
They put him in the room. He tried to escape. He then vomited over his room, the lounge area slash kitchen area of this hostel and the bathroom. She, he also broke the sink in the bathroom, both by clogging it with vomit and by like falling into it and smashing the pipe out. So yeah, this group just loved breaking bathrooms. And the other girls, they vomited all over the bathroom. Well, it gets better, you see, because I wake up to all this news as the hostel decide to blame me for this. Yes, I get a letter being like, your group, you should have better control over them. Like, let me just remind you that all these people are, all the drunk people, mid-20s, mid to early 20s. So you think a little bit of self-control, maybe. Am I asking too? I'm probably asking too much. Well, clearly, as well as being my fault, they break, sink, clog a toilet, vomit over three different rooms. And my favourite, well, a couple of favourites, actually, uh, Miss Faceplant, well, the bed I tucked her into. She peed in it. She wet the bed. Yeah. Complete loss of bladder control. She wets the bed. Well, her friend who was in the room, or one of her roommates who was in the room uh, with her upon seeing the pee, is like, all right, well, we should probably clean her up and she shouldn't have to sleep in her own pee. So they like, well, get her up. She's like, I'm sorry, I didn't, you know, whatever. They go, they clean up, they chuck her in the shower. They sort of strip the bed a little bit and they go and they're like, well, she's not going to go back into the same pee bed. So they put her in another bed. They put her in the top bunk. Well, guess what? Good old Miss Faceplant. She wet that bed too. Yes, she wet two beds in what I think that is a record. I reckon even as a child at your worst, you didn't wet two beds. But she, Miss, Miss Faceplant, two beds, one night. That was, that's, that's quite a good effort, I think. Quite a good effort. Well, so the broken sink, the clogged toilet, vomit across three rooms, two wet beds from the same person, it won't surprise you to know that they got quite a number of fines. I also had the pleasure of being sent the CCTV footage of the night. So if anyone wants to just see all this happen, just swing me a message. I'm sure I've still got the link somewhere. People like Lewis owned up, paid the fine, all done. Other people like Miss Faceplant and other people previously featured on said podcast don't like owning up to their mistakes, even though we have visual photographic evidence of, well, all of it. The story doesn't quite end there because we have one more character we are yet to feature in this magnificent evening of Krakow. His name is Sean. Sean was a completely mythological person on this trip. He went AWOL all the time, constantly. I think he was a nice guy. I just never really saw him much. In fact, I dropped him off at the pub crawl. He was on it. And then the next thing we heard about Sean was, well, his roommate telling us that he woke up to him at 6am the next morning to see Sean snorting crack off the windowsill. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Tales of a Tour Guide. Please like, subscribe, share, and I look forward to having you tune in again next week for yet another ridiculous story from Life on the Road. Thanks, guys.